Hey guys, this is Josh. Welcome back to the Backlog Breakdown. Now, if you didn't notice the title of this episode, this is part two. So we actually had to split up this whole conversation into two separate kind of episodes that we released, even though we're technically calling it episode 20, but that's just because of how it works out and it's the same thing. It's a word just splitting it up, but it's still episode 20, even though there's part one and there's part two. Um, anyways, I, I just here to say that if you haven't listened to part one, this isn't going to make any sense at all. So go back to the feed, get part one, listen to that guy, and then come back here. And if you have listened to part one, awesome. I'm sorry to bug you for, you know, 10, 15 seconds, whatever. Here's the episode. Let's get going. You know, NCT, like, you know, I'd, I'd be interested in it, sort of like your thoughts again here, especially, but there's like those, since like each one of these characters is in some way a a, a part of you on on a very uh, intimate level, but um, I mean, like, you know, everybody has their, their own like sort of like favorite characters or their favorite lineup or whatever. What was your favorite um your favorite character and then maybe like just your favorite lineup. Hmm. Um, well, I think I, I have to, to stick with Chrono. Um, I, I would say, okay, maybe it's not even fair to use Chrono. I think I should say I should exclude Chrono from this just because of course, as a sound protagonist, there's only so much character you can get from him, even though it's a lot more yeah. than you think. I mean, I think like in a lot of ways, he's just a cipher. You know, right? But, exactly for the person playing me. Um, so other than that, I think probably my favorite character, just in depth and everything, has to be Magus. Um, I think Magus's mm-hmm. character. You know, you have your typical bad guy, and everyone plays games, and there's this you know easy theme of well, here's the bad guy, you have to go conquer the bad guy, the evil villain. Um, and while obviously Lavos is that evil villain, most role playing games will have a, a scenario set up right where what you think is the main mission. And now, well, well, with Chrono Trigger, you already know who Lavos is, and you're trying to stop him before you even fight Magus, at, you know, yeah. the first time. But a lot of games will have it where you have this arch, this enemy, this nemesis that you're trying to beat. Once you beat that nemesis, then you find out that behind that nemesis is someone who's been controlling him the whole time. The puppet master, right? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever played um, Lunar Silver Star Story uh, nope. or Lunar Silver Star Story 2. Both of those games, and there's uh, other games like I could bring up that have, I think even Albert's Odyssey and, and Wild Arms as well, I think is another one, where you have a boss and you're like, oh, we, we beat this guy, great. And then after that, you realize that all along, he was just doing what he was been told by his master, right? And so then your, your quest is to save the world, not just your town or the city or the area or the continent or whatever, to save the world from this overarching thing that's going to destroy it, right? This chaos that's, that's hmm. you know... Anyways, so I guess with that said, Magus's character kind of even flips that a little bit in the sense that while, yes, there's an overarching enemy that's still the enemy, and that doesn't change, Magus's character is so filled with character and um, just, you I don't know, I feel like there's a sense of um, humanness in him that you don't necessarily find in all the other characters. Like, Frog is like a one-track-minded character, right? Robo is, well, he's Robo. 
um, Lucka is, you know, she's the scientific, you know, everything's literal, matter of fact, logical, right? That's what she puts forward, right? Um, Marl is the very emotional type um, as well, and she's, you know, uh, very loyal to Chrono, and um, Ayla is, um, you know, I don't even know how to describe Ayla. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, th- those are the characters. And then Magus is just this dark, brooding character who's still dark and brooding after he, if you recruit him. Um, but even, you know, in the midst of all that, he's got like this. Also, he's got to drive like Glenn for revengeance, right? And yet there's, I don't know, just there's so much about him that I just, I think that just um, made me love him as a character. And, and honestly, when Chrono Cross released, you know, uh, and there was a character that came out and looked and everyone thought this is, this is just Magus in disguise. And the developers decided, no, no, that's actually not Magus at all. Even though he looks exactly like him, uh, purple hair and he's a magic caster. No, 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 that's not him at all. In that's fact, the- we're not going to make any mention of Magus at all in the game. Um, sorry. Side, side note. Well, did you, uh, do you know anything about your DS port? And any, uh, anything that that brought uh, about? I've heard things. Some good. Um, again, I, I, I will say that as a port, it doesn't, you know, you can actually control characters, uh, well. Um, I feel like, you know, I've, I've seen the other ports and the fact that, um, I mean, the phone port, the mobile port, give me a break. Uh, we're not even, I'm not even going to bother addressing that. Uh, the Steam port, I mean, come on. Come on. And I know Square Enix is just a bad track record of porting games to PC as it is, although they did a decent job, um, I think, with Final Fantasy VII, if I remember correctly, when that initially came out. That was way back in the day. Um, but, you know, the DS one, I, you know, I, I, the less I know, the better. But okay. I'm sure you're going to ruin that <laughs> okay. for me anyways, so... <laughs> well, well i'm already i'm already a brooding man uh or cartridge as it is so what what more can you do at this point you know well it's just it's funny to me that you say that they that they denied that this character in chrono cross and i haven't played all of chrono cross um that he is magus because um some of the story stuff in that was added in the ds port basically confirms that it is so it, I don't know. It's that's just kind of weird. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't told anything. All uh, I got is you know 1995, man. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's you know I I don't think you're any worse off for it. Um, to me, and I think I had mentioned this on a on a previous episode of our podcast. But but to me, the added stuff with the DS port really just went to show how. Um, I'm trying to search for the right words here, but basically how the original game really just got high marks on everything that it tried, that it set out to do. It was really, it really just perfected those things that it was trying to, to accomplish. Um, Because with a, with a team that just doesn't consist of the same people, they could take that material and kind of mess it up pretty easily. Right. Um, Right, so, and that's that, why I get that they haven't remade me, uh, and that you know I, I get it, and I get that they haven't really done a sequel uh, to Chrono Cross, um, or you know, which again, like I said, is kind of I, I don't always like calling that a sequel because it, I get it. They's got they you know they he's got high big shoes to fill and all that, and 
but you know, at the same time, it's like you can't be scared to take a leap of faith, especially when there are all these rumors that keep coming up. Uh, every year it gets asked, are you going to make a sequel? Are you going to make a sequel? And they keep saying, well, maybe, well, maybe. And then they, they'll take websites and they'll, you know, chrono break, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll license that. And, and, and then not, you know, that expires in 2012 with no, you know, very anticlimactic, in an anticlimactic way. And, um, you're right though. It's like, you have something that's just done so well. And then what you end up seeing, I think in the sequel and what you end up seeing in even the DS, like when they add stuff to that, it's like they're trying to make up for what was, you know, they made Chrono Cross, and then it's like, oh, well, now we have to patch up all these loopholes. we got to yeah. do what we can, and so let's make it in the DS version, there's extra scenes, and we'll try to explain what happens in these extra scenes. Um, it's just, you're playing catch-up at that point, and I think you end up doing more harm than good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but anyways, back to what we were what we were talking about. Nate, did you have a character that you wanted to talk about, or did you want well, me to? You go ahead and, and list off your favorite, you know, and I'll just sort okay. of round out, like you know, I'll just round it out. So, so, so I'm right there with CT. Um, I would say Magus for all the reasons that you said. He's such a um, he's he is actually pivotal to the overall plot of the game. Um, that I think is, it's really cool. He is the thread that kind of goes through all the different, you know, timelines of summoning Lavos and, and then you figure out why he's actually doing it and all. So, um, yeah, I agree that, that outside of Chrono, he is my favorite. Um, since you had talked about him, I'm going to have to go with Frog then because, um, his, his loyalty to, um, to Cyrus and and just the kingdom of Guardia in general, um, he like Chrono, he kind of embodies the sense of of honor and dignity um, that I I really admire. Um, I I do think yeah he's got some he's got a character arc. So there are some low points, you know, when he's basically kind of just in hiding. <laughs> Um, and you have to kind of get him to come along with you, but I think that's just part of his characterization, um, that, that eventually comes out, you know, he doesn't need the mass immune in order to, or Masamune or whatever, however you pronounce it in order to, um, accomplish what he set out to accomplish. So I, I, I just really like frog and his, and you know, to be honest, his, his character sprite is, you know, Ugh. Like just the way he moves and everything, a little hopping. It's yes. pretty dope. Um, and his theme, theme, theme song is another theme song that just hits all the right yeah, chords. For yes. sure, for sure. Um, I think for me, uh, if if I'm being honest, um, you know, obviously, like Chrono is like yeah, the the just sort of the head and shoulders like favorite. Uh, Magus is pretty cool. Uh, he tends to be like a little too brooding for me in, in some ways. Like, okay, he fits my personality perfectly. By the way, well, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, like you know, you could say that he's an integral part of you. I mean, since you know he does sort of exist within the entirety of what is CT, um, you know. But um, and and Frog is 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 also up there. Um, I I definitely like sort of especially on this playthrough. I think uh, the character I sort of developed an affinity for the most was Robo. Like, 
Um, okay. Just, you know, that sort of like that, that spark, like, you know, there's sort of a childlike innocence there where he's got a lot of, you know, he's, he's a robot. So he's got a lot of information. He's very sort of um, aware of a lot of things, but then to sort of see that awareness grow into wisdom in a lot of ways is, is a very cool moment for me. And even at the end and just, you know, sort of like, you know, we've, we've sort of been just dancing right through spoilers all, all episodes. So, you know, yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, in the one ending, like they point out the fact that because you just like, you know, and if you do all the side quest stuff and you sort of like you, you, you understand that robo or Prometheus was actually created sort of in response to Lavos's emergence. And with Lavos having never sort of emerged in the future and sort of ruining the world, Robo never gets built. And, um, and so like he's, he's, he's basically heading off to a future where he's going to cease to exist. And he does that. Like, and I'm just like the, the, I think like the arc on that for me is like, uh, and, and, you know, just like I said, like one of my favorite moments is like, you know, after sort of going back to that, that, that moment I talked about when he makes like, he, he's like, I found this piece of amber or whatever. And he's like, and I embodied it. I like, I energized it for the last four. I've been like holding on to this piece of amber for the last 400 years. And I energized it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's one of the most awesome accessories you get in the game that, that green, the green hope, I think is what it's called, but it's, it casts an auto revive. So, you know and I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it's like things like that, where it's like, uh, just for me, like robo and, and just, you know, I, I think, you know, sort of like, um, you know, jumping right into sort of the next question and, 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 you know, but like for me, he was in my final lineup, uh, for me, the, the, the sort of the, the final lineup was, uh, robo, Ayla, uh, she, I just thought, like one, her her charm. Like I like stealing stuff, um, not okay. not in real life, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, that that tends to to land you in in prison, uh, you know, in the real world. But uh, the the charm ability, and then just her base stats. She's she's a beast. Um, yeah, and between her and Chrono and uh, Robo, I just felt like you could just sort of like stomp on anything. Uh, you know, you, you just pretty much physically, like you know, Chrono and and Robo have some some magic sort of attacks or elemental attacks that sort of round it round it out so that you can deal with you know potentially you know frustrating like the the high physical resistant enemies, but uh, you know, so like for me, like it, it, that final, you know, obviously Chrono. And Robo, and then just like like I said, Ayla. As far as like characters in general go, I didn't think like she was just sort of comic relief with the like Ayla like strong men and women sort of thing, and um, yeah, and just like the the sort of like the goofy like caveman talk that came out of her. But you know, I thought she was just as as far as like a a team member, she was more than capable. So. Well, you know, I, I, I agree with you there, and it was stereotypical caveman-esque, you know, attitude going on in just in their character, but you also see in her a strong desire to lead and lead well, right, and mm-hmm. honor. 
in how she handles um you know here's the thing too is that like you know what's the first mission you have with her after the the party is you know her lover or you know boyfriend or guy that's that is interested in her goes missing right uh the reptites uh capture him and kidnap him and he, she has to go save him uh and when when you meet up with kino and he's like kind of like you know oh isla you're here she basically like tells him to act like a man <laughs> more <laughs> or less uh and, and like essentially saying and you find this out after he leaves like that he's essentially going to take over when she's gone um like he's next in line to kind of lead the clan so making him into an adequate leader who takes initiative and things like that and is actually able to lead properly I think you see that in her character as well is how she's developing that and and hmm. uh, for as much as she's you know instinctual and and you know very brutish and in, in just her character and all that there's a lot of, of even depth i think even in her that kind of goes unnoticed um yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of depth in the other characters too no, so for sure for sure i hadn't even thought about that really there there was one scene in particular i totally like did not remember at all um, but it's at the end of the side quest with, uh, I guess, CT, you've been pronouncing it Marl. Um, I, I always called her Marley. But regardless, um, through her through her side quest at the end of the game where, you know, oh, the Chancellor's a bad guy again. There's a whole other uh, trial, but this time the King's on trial and all this. Well, when you go and you finally find the, um, the what is it, the rainbow? Shell. The rainbow shell, yeah. Um, there is a conversation... If you have Marley and Ayla in your party, there's a conversation between them about... Um, because because this whole side quest is Marley kind of making up with her father, because she ran away, obviously, at the beginning mm. of the game. Um, and Ayla talks about how, um, like, basically, strong women are to like once they reach a certain point in their life that they are to start raising a family basically through, through this conversation. And I was like, that is really cool. Cause I just felt like she was more one note up until that point of just like, Oh yeah. Okay. She's, she's a strong woman. And no, I, I get what you're saying also. Like he, she's definitely trying to, to, to raise up a, what's the Kino or something. Um, but but that really struck me as like, oh no, like she actually has her head on straight. Like, yeah, she she enjoys alcohol uh, throughout the game, soup. but um, it's this soup. She enjoys her soup throughout the game um, that causes her to sleep in. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, when you get a full um, belly, it's like, yo, know, I I know it's it's super hard for me to stay up when when I've, you know, that's true. That's true. That's some that's some intense uh, prehistoric <laughs> soup. We're gonna have um, a soup eating contest, by the way. Right? That's that's kind of how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. to, to establish dominance, we're going to eat soup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will give you this ruby if you beat me in a soup eating contest. Essentially, how that that conversation went in the game. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, but th- but that scene really stuck. This, uh, I don't know. I just recognized it, and, and it hit me a, a bit harder when I played through it this recent time, just a few weeks ago. When when I hit that point, I was like, "Oh wow!" Like she actually, it, she is not. She is not um, like foregoing all the typical feminine traits of 
a female character who is like the strong leader type. Like she still wants, like, yes, that is her role throughout most of the game, but she still is looking towards kind of the, the, but she still has that maternal drive. Yeah. In her, right. Right. Um, which I was just like, wow, that's like, she's actually a strong character. <laughs> so right. I thought that was cool. Well, even with, even with Marl's character, you know, her initial, you know, reason for even joining the party is because she wants to be independent and she doesn't yeah. want the life that's been charted out for her. And so she wants to kind of experience life on her own terms. And then as you were saying, when the trial ends up happening with the, the second chancellor um, and she makes up with her father, I think there's a sense there where it's like, she understands a little bit more about what it's like to be a queen. Um, mm-hmm. And then also what it's going to be like, you know what I mean? Like it, I'm sure the independent drive is still there to a degree. It's not like that changes necessarily, but I think, you know, it, it becomes more robust. Like your character becomes more robust or your character becomes more yeah. fleshed out and grows. And you see that grow so tangibly. Um, it's not just this wooden cardboard cutout stereotypical character. Like you were even with Ayla, like we were saying, um, there's a lot of depth there and you see that character grow um, throughout the game, especially when you see Chrono, die and come back and how the characters relate with him too just it's fascinating and that's why you know one of the reasons why it's uh, you know i'm i'm as acclaimed as i am right it's just i I do it well so uh, absolutely i mean you know just sort of in looking at this too it's like you know we we've sort of gone over every character at this point with the exception of laka or luca depending on how you mm-hmm. pronounce her name. And it's like, even there, there's there's some interesting story beats and, and characters. I mean, uh, arguably, I think, like, she's probably the most cliche, in my in my opinion. She's the sort of, mm-hmm. she's the nerd, um, the the science fiend, the sort of the, the logically driven, you know, sort of techno wonderkind. Um, but it, even there, you know, again, I you know, going back to that moment where it's like, you sort of see the way she is like I, I you know just sort of that moment where she rescued her um mom or fails to depending on how you play the scene out um and just for the record i went back and i would power out i would just shut the game down and come back because i was like no like i must have oh, like yeah. there is no darkest timeline nonsense here um yeah but uh Y- you know, like even in that, like you see, like you can, you can actually read the notes, like her journal entries. And I remember reading the journal mm-hmm. entries at, when I messed up and then reading the journal entries when I, and it's like, you know, she's like, and it's sort of like it all, it all shoehorns her into this, like she's going to become the nerd, but it's like, she's like the, you know, the one she's like, I'm going to read, you know, I'm going to really take this science stuff seriously you know the the machine stopped today, but I'm not sure how it did. I'm gonna take this to make sure that like you know people are safe and and things like that. And I was like, that's really kind of like an interesting like take or vibe. And it's just well, like, you know, they her character really. And this is the one thing I'll give credit to Chrono Cross for is that her character, especially while I don't like how they portray the characters throughout the game, the, you know the, the um homage that they give to the characters is really lackluster for the most part her character actually gets more development or gets more um yeah i think there's more it's there's more to it in that you know with kit uh the boy you know the the female 
a protagonist, if you want to call her, who is, Chrono who Cross. Is, who is, okay, and just, I'm going to throw this out there, spoilers, people. It's Shala. Shala Reborn. Yep. So, but what do you see is that you see actually, what does Lucka do? She actually ends up having an orphanage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even though it's sad how she ends up, no spoiler, she dies. Uh, <laughs> um, the fact of the matter All is, the you see that the, the, the note that we're, everyone we're just hitting, dies. Chrono Cross is, is <laughs> like, usually we're going to kill everyone you love. You know, you're, you're I, I was sort of like, like middling on this CT. Like I was really like sort of middling on Chrono Cross. And uh, I was like, oh, it's a fine game. It doesn't really work as a Chrono Trigger sequel. But like the more it comes up, man, the more I'm like with you. I'm like, no, this is kind of, it's an abomination. Um, well, no, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have mixed emotions about Chrono Cross because it, there's just, I don't think you can necessarily have just one emotion about it um, because they do so many things well in it. And then they just bomb some other things. You're just kind of like this really, you had so much to work with here and this is what you gave me at the end. But what I would say is again, what they nailed and did really well was how they portrayed Lucka later uh, and how the influence she has on Kit um, because Kit ends up having a huge revenge factor, you know, towards Lynx, um, and wanting to, you know, get revenge for essentially killing Lucka and bringing down the orphanage and all that. Um, so I, I don't know that, you know, while I don't like how they portrayed a lot of the other characters, I felt like they did a good job with Lucka and they, she's in the background in a way that none of the other characters are in an integral way to the shaping of like one of the main characters of Chrono Cross. Um, so I, you know, I, you were saying earlier about, how in Chrono Trigger you you see her you know, you know her love for her mom and, and just you know all that that goes into that for why she is who she is and why she's this kind of cerebral person, but she's not just that, you know. And I think you even get that more fleshed out when you play Chrono Cross, and it just makes you love her all that more. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure, that makes sense. So Josh, with your sort of final team loadout, you know. Uh, who did you who did you end up using to to take on Lavos at the end? So I had Chrono, Magus, and Marley. So I um, constantly was casting. So Marley was great because she was constantly casting haste on everyone and then just healing um, with the occasional you know ice two spell, but not not too much. Um, but she was pretty much you know the white mage character. Um, Magus was pretty strong just with, you know, with casting magic in general. And then Chrono was just a beast, whether it was Luminaire or whether it was uh, Frenzy. Uh, he was just destroying. Well, they renamed yeah. it Frenzy. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this, I know. I when I, <laughs> when I was using it, I was kind of like, this doesn't feel right because I remember using this a lot. Honestly, don't. What what was it called? In uh... I think it's confused. If I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, CT, I have a question for you. Like, hmm. since yeah, I mean, and again, we have like sort of like we are hearing from the horse himself. You know, that's that's a bad euphemism. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, uh, you're not a horse. You're a Nintendo cartridge, uh, or Super Nintendo cartridge. I yeah. I'm just trying to. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, uh, I feel very human, though. I'll be honest. You know, I mean, aside, I, I mean, like you know, frankly, the conversation that we're having is 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 amazing. Uh, you're an excellent conversationalist. Uh, you know, Thank you. Uh, but 
So if you you had to sort of say like your ideal party, what would it be like for for if if you said like all all the of all the iterations that could be, you know who who are your go to three? Uh as much as I loved Magus and I loved his triple tech Dark Eternal, which was like Lucka, Marl, and him, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say though that end team. Of Chrono, Marl, and Isla, Ayla, um, was great. Why? Because you had Ayla's triple tech or triple kick ability, which is great as a single kick uh, ability, and then you had their triple tech, uh, which is final kick, which did loads of damage. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. I just I, I think that was for me the most powerful combination. Um, and then you have like Marl is is really good with the heals and keeping a team alive with revive as well and things like that. Um, yeah, that's probably my, that's probably what I would, I would, if, you know, if, if I play it, that's probably the, the Brad I'd go. Um, yeah. What about you? Well, I mean, I already, it's sort of like the, the robo chrono, uh, Ayla loadout. It's just like, uh, you, you know, for me, it's what I found is that like the, the triple techs are helpful. Um, but more often than not, it just, it made more sense, I think, as far as like the the economics of the the technical points and how to use them. Just to to sort of use each one's most uh, oh yeah their their individual yeah. and like I I avoided Marl because I had um, the haste helm, and so yeah. uh, like and you know frankly Chrono's the only one that like you know just you keep him sort of like cycling through. And, um, I mean, Luminaire and Confuse did so much damage that you literally just sit there and spam it. Yep. <laughs> you don't need to do anything else. You drain him, uh, and then, like, if he's got some damage, you throw an elixir on him, and then you just repeat the cycle. And it's... Yeah, um, right, right. So that, that's sort of... And, and it's just, like... Like I said, you know, Robo's, like, does it... Especially after you use some of, like, the, the capsules that you find out. Like, you can crank Robo's heal up to, to be really significant. Like, he does, like... Okay. He's, he actually becomes uh, just, in in my opinion, a better healer uh, than uh, some of the others. But y- you know, it's like like Robo, unfortunately, is like a very mid tier character until end game stuff. Like when you start maxing them out. Like I, I and I did a little bit of looking online, but it's like basically when you get him, when you max out everybody, I think the 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 a lot of people's like you know, and I sort of looked at looking it up online just to I spent some time in reddit doing some reading which uh, that's that is a a rabbit's hole rabbit hole that i could fall down for I, mean, I did fall down for entirely too entirely too many hours but um a lot of people said just as far as like straight damage output um the the final loadouts were uh chrono robo and then uh lucka because Lucka's final spell really? is uh, flare or whatever it is, is flare, yeah. is is a is, very powerful. It's yeah. devastating. And then, like you know, like I said, like they they said, especially like sort of at max level, like Robo's heals are just as good. And at that point in time, his yeah Robo beam, yep, yeah. and his his uh the, like the cure beams and the heal beams. And uh, then you know if you you use the, the the speed capsules and everything else, he's that's like the one area where he's sort of like suffers is speed. And so like you can mitigate that with speed capsules and and right. stuff. So I mean, it was 
you know, like I said, I just went with Ayla because I just like, you know, when you're going through the Black Omen, I was just stealing everything. It's like every every fight nice. I get into, I had a bunch of like golden studs, mega elixirs, mega elixirs. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, yep. I was like, I was yeah. like, oh, you know, dropping power capsules and speed capsules. I was like, yeah, I was like, we'll steal that. Um, so, dang, you know, what would have been interesting, kind of as a side note, uh, and this is something else that they didn't add in the game. They thought about it. There was a whole bunch of extra side dungeons that they didn't add to the game that they were going to. Um, so, for example, hmm. you remember in um, when you're in 12,000 BC. And you look on the map, and there's a blue pyramid on yeah. there. And actually, later on, when you're in 1000 AD, you can go to that blue pyramid. Uh, and mm-hmm. you have a choice when you go in there, when you, if you actually unlock it, of opening it up and getting, like, two chests. There's two chests. You can choose one or the other, right? You, it, well, they actually, you get a sword or, like, a helmet or something. But yeah. Right, exactly. They actually had made that to be... There was supposed to be a dungeon incorporated into that. Mm. Um, and also... Uh, when you're trying to leave, um, when you're trying to escape Zeal, Palace of Zeal, mm-hmm. um, there was supposed to be another dungeon that they added in, like, I think it's like, uh, from Shala's room, that you, you have to sneak your way past, potentially, they, they didn't exactly explain how it was going to work, but more than likely it was going to be kind of like a, uh, a sneaking mission kind of thing where you're supposed to, like, bypass guards and things like that to get to the end. Um, but there was a whole bunch of extra... Hmm. dungeons that they didn't add to the game that would have been really cool if they did um i think they added one of them in uh the ds port um hmm. okay yeah but uh one of, the, one of the things i want to ask you guys is like you know we talked a lot about the gameplay and about the art style and, and you know and we talked a little bit about music but i was gonna ask what's your favorite if you had to pick a favorite theme song from oh. the game like what was it that stood out to you the most like that really like ripped you that was like this is really i mean they're all they're all really great but you had to pick one that's 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 difficult especially because i i noticed this playthrough that there's a lot of light motif that's used so so chronos theme shows up in like five or six different songs they Um, blended in yeah yeah and it's it's so good because like it like when um you're at like uh, a really kind of somber moment like i think even even when he dies you know it, it's played on like a piano or you know it's it's the slow the song is slowed down and it's real kind of emotional and you get those those notes that are played but then most of the time it's behind the you know the strong driving kind of uh arrangement that it's put towards so so it's difficult to say just because that one's used throughout the whole thing and it's so um i guess iconic um uh, i guess not to not to kind of continually harp on the same point but um i think because especially that first fight with magus his theme is so good um, it, it's got kind of like a, almost like a Spanish flair to it, which is interesting, but it, yeah, I don't know. That's don't a good know. one. Yeah, that's I think I'd have to go with Magus theme. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I was actually thinking like, uh, Robos, but then, uh, somebody pointed out to me that it's basically, uh, Rick Astley's never going to let you down. And, uh, Who? yeah, yeah. Rick Astley, he, he was a pop star. He had a song called never, like it's, it's the thing that shows up on the internet, Rick Rowling. But yeah, they're they're basically the same song. Um, so oh, uh, okay, 
Um, but no, I mean, I kind of like frogs. But if I if I have to be honest, like the theme that I sort of like really enjoy is the prehistoric theme. The 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 do 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 the reptile theme. Yeah, I I just like that that sort of like jungle boogie kind of like whatever that that I don't even know what it is that that uga chaka uga chaka you know kind of thing like i i really i really like that like it's it's probably like it, it it's just one of my favorites so um that's good uh i think uh yeah i was gonna say if i if i have to choose uh, there's two that come to mind mm-hmm. uh one is just the end theme when you're fighting lavas mm-hmm. the, the last time it's just, just yeah. the riff is, that is really, a really, really good really song. cool really yeah. good yeah uh, and then also um, the other one, which is really like more of a, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Just, you know, we talked about I Am Sassoon a little bit and it's kind of the melancholic nature of the song, like the music as well as the theme. The Ocean Palace theme music mm, yeah, is yeah. really like just whew, really good, but also really, really like sad, mm-hmm. I think. just It, it just has a... Th- is a kind of depressing note to it because of like what it leads up to, you know, the theme, the, the, the game, the, like what's going on in the game at the time and what ends up happening when you find the mammoth machine and zeal and Shala and Magus and everything. And then what happens to the chrono, uh, all that. And you know, it's just, yeah, it's just it's something builds. It's like something's building, right? When that theme's going, you're going down to the ocean palace and like fighting all the monsters on the way down there. It's just, I don't know. I think I have to, I'd have to go with that one. Mm. Yeah, that's a very good one. Yeah, that every pretty much everything in twelve thousand BC is done really well musically because when you first get there, there's no music. Right. All you hear is just the howling wind, and then you finally get into uh, Zeal in the Kingdom of Zeal, and then the music like something is off with the music. Yeah. Like there, there's something like I don't trust this place, even though everyone is acting. Like everything's fine. Well, and even uh, the way yeah. that you get like the like because you sort of come across each of the other time periods like fairly early on in gameplay. Like mm-hmm. you know, frogs. Like the the six hundred opens up pretty quickly, and then the future opens up pretty quickly. And even going back to the the sixty million BC or whatever it was, like you know, those all sort of show up real quickly. But it's like. It's almost like too, like the way that you get thrown into twelve thousand BC is very sort of like, well, it's it's post, it's the you 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 go and fight Magus. It's not planned at all, though. You know, it's like very much kind of like, oh, where are we? Yeah, exactly. It's that. <laughs> I mean, they're like, all like that. I mean, sixty million BC is like that too. Like, what? Where, where are we now? But yeah, it's it's like they didn't. You know, I, the but the yeah. vibe between sixty million BC and twelve thousand is totally different because 60 right, million right. Yeah. it's like it's like, like nice just said like yeah. the, the, the theme music's like kicking and there's like okay like this sort of feels like in tune with what we're sort of doing here like you know you're accidentally discovering these different um like wormholes but then there's it's almost like this one just throws you completely out like it's just like this one just shows up and it's like boop like Next, you're dropped into this, like the sort of like the desolate, the howling wind, and everything's kind of creepy. Uh, yes, uh, I was going to even say though, towards the end of your stay in twelve thousand BC, um, you know, once you get the pendant and all that, and you have to climb back up to Zeal, up the chain, mm-hmm. and you have to fight um, 
the boss, uh, you know, Melchior is like, you know, guiding you up there and he meets you at the end after the fight. Um, you know, I can't even remember the name of the boss now, but it's essentially, it's at that point I was like, when I, I really felt that, uh, just the skills of like fighting, like fighting with Ayla and, and Kroner together using like the, the, the Falcon dive mm, and, yeah. uh, and just some of the abilities just really kind of worked out really, really well. It's, it's a really cool fight where you're like, you're not just fighting one boss. And, you know, they do it with the dragon tank as well. And even with like Zombor, right? Where you have to choose which fight, which part you're going to destroy. Even yeah. with the, uh, the fight with, uh, I think it's Gaius blanking on the guy's name, the fight. It's like a monster, but you fight his fists as well as the oh, head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, that, that, that fight that right there was really kick fun. Became, that, that was sort of like my go-to for many, well, it was many great fights. because it's like it. And that you were you were mentioning earlier about how some skills were all about positioning, right? And how with um with that specific skill, it was only going to hit a certain line on the screen, right? Yeah. It wasn't going to hit the whole AOE like everything. It was only going to hit a certain line, so you had to line it up. If you wanted to hit all both hands and the head at once, you could do it. Um, but they had to be in a certain you know yeah motion. Uh, it's just really really cool how it worked out. It just adds another element to the game. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, you know, and and I sort of, you know, I I I'd like to say that I I planned this a little more than I actually did. But you know, it's sort of like we we've gone over the past and sort of we've talked about the the present a good bit. But uh, I really feel like, especially in sort of like this time travel sort of motif that we've got going on here, um, we should probably talk about the future to some extent. So CT. Um, what are your thoughts on the future? I mean, like, you know, what do you think is next for you? Well, um, you know, uh, I really wish we had talked a little bit more about my album. <laughs> that really never happened. But it's okay. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just, this has been good. It's been therapeutic for me. And uh, trying to move on from the past and, 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 and look towards a brighter future, you know. And the end of Chrono Sugar is all about the brighter future, right? I mean, that one ending with Marl and, and Chrono and the balloons and kind of fly off and you know it just uh, there's a sense of just kind of hope there um that i think i can i can take into the future with me um you know i i would hope to do more albums i think that'd be great but also i would really really hope that you know maybe the uh, the dream team decide to uh come back and finally make a, a sequel right and, well i mean uh, i saw a uh a mock-up trailer um and i and i i, I had brought this up to, to a friend of mine a little bit ago, but it was actually by the guy who did Owlboy, uh, which is a game that c- came out on on the 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 newest Nintendo, the Switch. Um, which you know, just oddly enough, like you, you know, again, like just the the fact that we can only play Chrono Trigger on a Super Nintendo or the bad ports from the PlayStation or the you know on on our phones or on Steam or we have the DS version. Like it, it's sort of frustrating to me, but. Uh, he did a mock-up for, you know, we, we had mentioned earlier the, the Chrono Break shenanigans, how like that, that, that domain name got snatched up and then it just sort of went away. He actually did a really beautiful mock-up and it's, um, it, it sort of features, I think it's like Magus and uh, Lucka Robo. and Robo or so like, so like, but yeah, Magus and Robo primarily. And it's, um. I, I, you know, we, I, I have it somewhere. I'll shoot you the link, Josh. We can post that in our notes because I think it's really pretty. 
um, it's worth looking. Nice. Um, the there was the the Chrono uh, Resurrection uh, where somebody had basically created like three D like was was in the process of cr- recreating the the original Chrono Trigger game all in three D. It's it's impressive. It's impressive looking, and and there's lots of other fan stuff out there. Um, so I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I I know that you're sort of embittered towards Chrono Cross, but I mean, like, how would you feel? about maybe something like that that chrono break and and i'll I'll tell you like honestly looking at that that chrono break mock-up trailer i was just like they need to hire this guy and make this game uh because i i wanted to play that um that ba- just based on that trailer um ct what, what, what i mean like how would you feel about something like that i think that if they decided to go 2d i'd be okay with it uh, I think that, and I, I saw the the trail you were mentioning, uh, even though I don't have eyes. Uh, you know, I heard a lot of good things about it, um, and uh, it was sad that it wasn't actually a real thing. Um, the Chrono Resurrection, which I think you were mentioning earlier, the 3D version, uh, that was unfortunately not like a full game of just like ten small interactive cutscenes uh, from Chrono Trigger okay. that they remade. Okay. Um, they also did Chrono Trigger Remake Project. Which was actually the whole game, pretty much, uh, but Square Enix terminated that uh, with another cease and desist order. Um, there's also a ROM hack called Chrono Sugar Crimson Echoes. Um, that was the one that was feature length. Excuse me. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't be, I would not be opposed with them doing kind of what they did with Dragon Quest. You know, the recent Dragon Quest 13. Even that's kind of like a cell shading a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that too. But it's more like it's, it's obviously a 3D game and very fully fleshed out. I'd be okay with just a remake. Um, I think that would be awesome if they could do that. I think that's from the last I've heard is what they would probably be more keen on doing rather than a, an actual sequel. Yeah. Um, just because when you're when again when you're trying to like make something, there's always the fear of messing it up, and the, with the way Chrono Cross worked out and the fact that it wasn't received badly but it also wasn't living up to the expectations there's definitely some tentativeness there on the part of the developing team and um, on the different parties that would have to really like align together right there's a lot of politics involved in that um there's a there's a lot that would have to go right for that to work out again and, and then also there's just a lot of hurdles there but i think you know what i mean listen sometimes lightning strikes once uh but sometimes it strikes again you know and and i think these guys that have created different games, they've gone out and created Xenogears, Blue Dragon, um, some other games that actually were really, really good. Um, Not as good as you, obviously, but well, clearly, you know, I don't know. I have to keep saying that, but <laughs> uh, I like you. You're you're a great guy. I like you. Uh, I'm glad that we're we're ending on this note. You you were not pleased with me at the beginning. Well, you know, the DS and the first impressions, and you know, all that. It's okay. <laughs> and the Dragon Warrior love. Yeah, that's okay. Dragon Quest love, I mean. Uh, but no, you know, I, I really think that they could do it. Um, I just think that it's going to take a lot for it to get done. And, um, you know, I, I have to have hope, right? I got to hope for the future. And, and not only that, but I really hope that this generation gets at least a remake so that they can see and, and feel the love. And, and I can actually be regarded with the love that I, they say they love, you know, that, that these guys say that they, they love me so much and that... But then they make crappy ports and all that. So in a way, it, um, it's sort of like you, you just really want a fair shake. Like you, you're just after what you think you know you deserve, right? 
I mean, if Final Fantasy VII is going to get a remake, why am I not getting a remake? Uh, That's what I want to know. I mean, point taken. It is like the worst Final Fantasy. <laughs> wow. Dang. I know we rag on seven a lot, but the worst, that's a... Uh, okay, it's... Like, it's, worse than two, worse than 13? My owner feels differently. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just some... Uh, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's what you say. Uh, Josh, um, I mean, uh, I guess sort of looking ahead in this franchise, what, what are your thoughts here? Uh, oh, gosh. Why didn't I go earlier? Um, because I... I like the hopeful tone that you have. I just, I think that this is, you know, CT, you talked about how this, this was lightning striking. I I think this was just a specific time and place where you got these, these people who, um, because of what they were working on, because of the, the position that they were in life, were able to, to really put together this creative masterpiece that I don't know that, I don't know that you can recreate it and I don't know that you really want to. Um I do think there are other there are other newer game series that are taking kind of the spirit of let's try something new and going in different directions. Like I talked about a long time ago when I played through Bravely Default. Mm, like I yeah. feel like that game captured some of the old RPG stylings while adding in a new kind of like strategic element to it that, that really kind of honored where the, where the genre had been while continuing to push it forward. Um, I, I don't know that I would continue on in this series. I mean, maybe, maybe some sort of a spiritual successor, but honestly, CT, I think, I think you have told a story that, um, if there is going to be a spiritual successor, I would not want it to be connected to you in any way. Maybe another time travel RPG. That's cool. I wouldn't want it to directly reference the characters and or story of Chrono Trigger simply because I I, I, I just feel like it wrapped it up so well that it doesn't need to to continue on. Because I do think one of the missteps of Chrono Cross was it just kind of convoluted things. Um, and that ended up, again, in my humble opinion, taking away from some of the best elements of Chrono Trigger. Um, that I'd rather just see something that, you know, tell, tell a different story. You can use time travel elements if you want to. Um, but it, it just... I don't know that the the same people would have the same creative spark and energy. Like like Hironobu Sakaguchi, like he's he's just not making games anymore and I don't know that you know that he would have that same passion to go back. Yeah. Um I mean similarly with Yuji Horii, like he's done Dragon Quest games and and he continues to kind of like put similar things at like that that series is known for continuing on mm. in its legacy in very similar ways um but he has since kind of backed down from really kind of pushing it like he's not the guy behind dragon quest really he's the father of dragon quest um and the akira Toria, i mean he's gonna be great no matter what he does but but i also um no i i, I don't know i i think it would be i I think it would just be difficult to get those guys together. Those are the three that come to mind. Right, yeah. Of course, there's lots well, yeah. of other people who are involved. Right. Um, well, it's it's like you said though. Really, you know, it's like you can't force artists 
to do something that you want them to do. It has yeah. to be something natural that comes out of them that they decided mm-hmm. we like, I mean, they, they sat after visiting the U S and they said, we want to do something new. We want to take something that we've gotten out of final fantasy when they created that something out of dragon quest, when they created and say, let's, let's bring something, bring some of these elements together and make something completely new that no one's ever seen before. Okay. They did that. Um, and the question is, you know, you can't, like you can't force it, but could they do that again? Maybe, but do, do they want to do that again is the real question. Yeah. It seems like the answer yeah. is pretty much been no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I brought up the 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 Chrono Break trailer from the 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 Owl Boy. I would love to see like, you know, just based on that trailer, I would love to see maybe mm-hmm. them hand off something like that to him where yeah. um you, you know, just again, based on that trailer, I think there's there's a lot of promise there. That just you know, like he he seemed to capture the same sort of vibe, um, and you know, as as much as like, as much as I am in that camp where I would love to see like the dream team sort of reassemble and come back and like do this, give this thing a, a proper get go. I think the the reality is when it comes to the the Chrono games uh, as a general rule, I think that I'm just hesitant. Um, you, you know, I you know I yeah. did sort of bring up the fact that like. Uh, Chrono Cross, you, you know, I, I've sort of maintained the position, um, you know, even though it is a bit of an abomination in some ways, in some circles, uh, it's an okay game. Like, it's it's okay. I think, yeah. actually, it suffered from being everybody was like, oh, this is the sequel to Chrono Trigger, and there were expectations put on that game that it just didn't, it didn't even touch. And so, I mean, I think that that sort of like, if yeah. if you put I mean, something, if you yeah. say this is going to sort of belong to the Chrono Trigger family, you've got to, you've got to nail it. And like I said, I think like looking at that Chrono Break trailer that the, the Owlboy guy did, I'm like, man, like, I think he's, he could figure like this, this seems like a guy who one Owlboy has been received very well. Like it's not like been raved about. It's no Hollow Knight, but it's been received well, and so I think mm-hmm. like you know this is a guy who just based on that like could maybe make something good here. But at the same time, yeah. I'm just not as much as I like. I said I'd love to see like the Dream Team come back and like you know sort of put a ribbon on this thing. I think one of the beautiful things is that you know Chrono Trigger by itself is sort of very encapsulated. It's it's an experience that you can just sort of sit down and it doesn't need anything else. Like, yes, do I sort of want to follow Chrono and Marl's children, you know, and sort of like that legacy? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, let, like, let's just assume you can get rid of like all the, the, the Chrono Cross nonsense. You know, I would love to sort of see like the, the, the far ranging impact of those characters in that world. But at the same time, like, I, I feel like, you know the 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 comparison I'll make here is a lot of times like I'll, I'll criticize American TV like American television program because more often than not instead of just telling the story that they have to tell I feel like they sort of like spread out the 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 show and they just keep adding on and adding on and adding on um like like the X Files and Lost like you know it's like they might have had a story or a point or a narrative at some point in time that they were following and they just lost it somewhere. 
and it's like Chrono The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. From what I hear. Yeah, The Walking mm-hmm. Dead is is probably is, yeah. is another one of those is where it's like there's there's the the things that make this interesting just after a while you, they sort of just keep recycling this and it's like you know at some point in time you have to like you, you know I so I I like the American Office like the 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 American version of the Office I think it's fine I think it's mm-hmm. funny I think it's got a good cast good chemistry um, frankly I'll be honest I stopped watching after Jim and Pam got married because for me that's where it ended that's that to me was like the closing point that should have been the series <laughs> finale but I digress but like. I actually prefer the British version and it's not for the snooty hipster. Well, maybe it is the snooty hipster reason, but it's like <laughs> the, the British version tells a story, right? And it tells the story about Jim and Pam, like the, the British Jim and Pam. And then there's like the two hour special or whatever that sort of like wraps up all the loose ends. And you sort of see that that story hit the, 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 the culmination point and it's beautiful and it's done. It tells a story and it's done. There's no need to milk this thing until it's this, this exhausted, sort of tired, should have been put to pasture six seasons ago sort of machine. And like that's one of the beautiful things about Chrono Trigger is that it avoids getting old in the tooth. Like it is forever young in a lot of ways. Like it is forever fresh. Now, there's something timeless yeah. about this game that I really just – you know, I, 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 there is a part of me that's like, I feel like, you know, yes. I mean, just like any fanboy would want to see like a sequel or continuation. Like I, I feel the same way about a few different games. Like, like I'd love to see, like, I'd love to see a new Valkyrie profile game or, you know what I'm saying? Like hmm. there's, there's series, certain games and series that I'd love to see continuations of, but like, I'm like, this is the one game where I'm like, no, this is like, if this is all I ever get to play of this game or, or this right. this series, that's good. That's fine. Well, isn't that isn't that true of everything? Every good story, you want to see more of that for the most part. I mean, there's some exceptions. Maybe you're like, okay, it finished up nicely. You put a bow on it. Great. But I think, like, for example, Lord of the Rings, you know, people are always, like, a new book, quote-unquote new book came out, right, uh, about... um in the time of the Silmarillion. Um, I don't know. I'm big of Lord is that Rings like the, the, the Christopher Tolkien assembly? Yes. Thing? Yeah. So it was, it was, I'm, a, I'm aware that, of it. But, I haven't read it. So, but you know what? People eat it up, right? Because they, they loved Lord of the Rings and they were like, we want more of this. Like, this is great. One of the reasons why they made the Hobbit into a three part, you know, film as poorly as might've been done in some areas was because they knew they could get money by doing that. Why? Because people wanted more of it, the the Marvel movies. There's so many of them. It's like if we can make money going. off this thing, we're going to sort of become. Well, because they want to. People want to see an engaging story. Because it be either become more engaging or yeah, they they want to see how it goes, how it continues, and the characters and how they live their lives and all these things and how they they uh, interact with each other. And to go off of what you guys were saying about Chrono Trigger kind of being this standalone and it is what it is and don't mess with it. And I, I think that makes sense. Um, uh, you know, you're kind of torn both ways, right? Where it's kind of like you would love to see um, them continue on and have more success with more games. But like you said, like we said, you know, if, if they don't have the desire to do it, you can't force it. And also, um, 
at the end of the day, like you think about Final Fantasy, how many Final Fantasy games have there been? And honestly, out of all the Final Fantasy games there are, how many of them were really bona fide, brilliant games? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, people are argue a lot about what their favorites are and what the order is and things like that of their favorite. But by and large, usually number one is generally received as six, right? Mm-hmm. Six usually comes first, then maybe seven. A lot of people, it, it seems to be like the, the, the popular response. But I think generally speaking, most people would agree uh, seven is up there. Um, and, and then honestly, and then maybe 10 actually would be second. But my, my whole point is that like, what we've seen with the Final Fantasy series is that the longer they've gone on with more different, de- like different developers and, and different people, like people handing the reins down, right, to these, um, to different, you know, the protege, it doesn't always work out well yeah. when they do that, you yeah. know? So I, I think to go along that point about, you know, well, they could hand the reins off to maybe they got like Owlboy or somebody else. It sounds good in theory and maybe it, they, it would do a good job, but can they capture the essence of Corona Trigger? It's not about just doing one thing well. It's about can you do all these different things well, put them all together, assimilate them all together so they become this, you know, beautiful masterpiece. And again, that's not something that you can predict. Yeah, I mean, it just happens. Chrono Trigger is um, definitely greater than the sum of its parts. You right. know, it's definitely like, you know, it's outstanding in pretty much in every field that we sort of measure the game by, but Well, CT, you know, I have a confession, and I, I think we need to just be honest with the listeners. You're not really a Super Nintendo cartridge, are you? What are you talking about? Come on, CT. John. John. What is this? What? What? John, John. What is this? Um, hey, you know, just uh, I sort of sprung this on them. So if if Josh wants to cut this out, you know, we totally can. But um, you know, uh, listeners, uh, what you've been listening to, and obviously, we're none of us are silly enough to assume that you actually thought we were talking to a Nintendo game. Um, but John Marcus, uh, a friend of mine, decided to join us. Uh, he's a he's a fellow Chrono Trigger enthusiast, and uh, we we thought. Um, and since Josh and I both really are huge fans of the Everything Is Alive podcast, we thought we'd bring our own sort of like flavor to it. And um, so, uh, you know, John, I did want to just say, hey, thanks a lot, man, for coming on and playing and, and being a good sport. So yeah, my pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but thanks for having no, me. no, it was it was our pleasure. We will definitely have to do something like this again. Maybe not something like this particularly, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. You carried it really well. Do you think so? Like, okay. Uh, I, you know, I was hoping that I, uh, I don't know, that, that the improv worked out a little well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, okay. I was, I was, I mean, just because I haven't had much interaction with you. I was just like, I don't know. And I know, like, That's fair. putting it in, I would not be good, like, uh, thinking on my toes. So, yeah, no, it was, it was a, 
it, it was great. I appreciate it. Thank you. But um, <laughs> okay, I should pursue a career in acting. Is what you're telling me? Okay. <laughs> yes, in improv comedy. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> as a Kanye person. As, as a as a. I was, and that's for listeners, for you guys. I, I was trying to channel my inner Kanye at, at points throughout that. I don't know how well that worked, but that was my motivating factor. So, um, but it's sort of in closing. I mean, I think we've beaten this this thing maybe to a pulp. Um, you know, it, I don't know. It's only been two hours. Well, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying <laughs> as much as I'd love to, to do another three and a half hour extravaganza. Uh, I do need to get to bed at some point in time. I have, I do have to work yeah. tomorrow, but, um, Josh, uh, you know, is there anything that you sort of wanted to hit before we, uh, you know, sort of wrapped up and, and, and we'll just sort of go through, I mean, I, I, I as much as I, say everything that i'm ever like you know i've i've noticed this something just a a bit of an admission here um i know that i am a terrible closer like it's like oh and one more thing no this is the last thing i'm going to say and then yeah you're impossible to say goodbye to yeah yeah it's like when people it's like okay oh and one more thing and then five minutes later oh oh, yeah 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 yeah. um I'm, I'm, I'm. It's like I'll see you later. Yeah, I'll see you later, and I'll we'll talk about that. Th- yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, and then we'll also talk about. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I started to say goodbye 15 minutes ago. So, um, but Josh, do you have any sort of closing thoughts that we didn't sort of hit on, or anything that you you wanted to sort of like just bring up before we sort of like wrap this thing up? No, there's nothing that we didn't necessarily bring up. I mean, there's definitely more that I could say. Um, I'm I'm just thinking over the kind of the the different points of the game. I mean, the characters. We talked about the characters. We talked about the music. We talked about the story. Um, we talked about the gameplay. Um, I mean, it's it's just obviously if you couldn't tell from from everything that we've said, we absolutely we just think this game is one of the best that there is for a number of reasons, like we've talked about. Um, you know, if, if I were to say anything about the game, that would be, um, even somewhat lackluster. The only thing that I can think of would be that maybe the, maybe the battle system, well, the overall challenge of the game, the game is not difficult. It doesn't force you to use too much strategy in order to win but i think that's part of the appeal like for me when i played this game when i was young um it helped because if it were more difficult then i might not have completed i would have given up on it yeah absolutely yeah so so there's that i i will say playing it over again the equipment that you get are are, it's really simplistic Mm. yeah you know like i kind of wish there was more there was another layer of, of equipping your characters, but pretty much all of your equipment bar some at the very end of the game. This one is better than that one all the time. You know, it has better stats. Always well, equip the one but with when you were stats. a kid, was that running through your mind? Not at all. Exactly. Not well, at I was going to say is that, you know, with the whole idea of a remake, the problem with that is that you know as uh, one of the the beauties of the game was the fact that it was simplistic in a lot of different areas story mm-hmm. and a lot of ways things like that remaking that and bringing that to the fast forward of the present presents a lot of issues one of which is that we live in a culture that is all about the the detail in everything and mm-hmm. they want and this is why i think chrono cross had a right idea but just didn't implement it really as well as it could have 
I, I had no problem with the fact that they wanted to go deeper in story and all that stuff and, and delve into like really intricate things. The fact of the matter is like, you know, they, they, you know, you were saying like that there needs to be detail to these things and like, uh, cause you won't be able to capture an audience these days if it's too simplistic now. Um, even for us, you know, older gamers, like we're, we don't have the same mentality we did when we were kids because we've already been exposed to like these other games that have kind of challenged us in different areas. Like, Dark Souls and, and different games that have like we're like okay these are good challenges or games that are like a hundred hours long now you know where you can get through Chrono Trigger like thirty hours if not earlier um, it's like there's a lot more challenges now that they would have to jump through in order to make it viable yeah um, so. yeah yeah totally that that's the only thing that I can think of that we hadn't really you know that it's almost a little I too easy so John did you have any more thoughts that like is there sort of like if there's one thing that we didn't hit that you really wanted to tonight what would that be man oh man um i can't really think of anything to be honest we kind of hit pretty much everything um it's just a great game i uh i used to stay up like that and there's another game earthbound we could get that's another mm. whole another game uh like i used to stay it stay up like literally i i for chrono trigger and earthbound it was like annual ritual of like, oh, I gotta play it. It's been a year, <laughs> you nice. know. And I gotta remind myself of greatness, you know. And staying up really late and, and on a school night and playing these games, I'm mm. um, just like sinking time into them. I mean, they're just they're beautiful games and like they're formative childhood years, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I, I don't really have uh, too much to to sort of add to. Uh, I I would say like you, you know we we kind of disparage me, but. Um, I would encourage anybody who is interested in playing this game uh, to acquire a Nintendo DS or 2DS or 3DS. You know, and again, keeping backlogs and finances in mind and all of that. Um, but I, I really do think the 3DS cart is not that hard to find. It's not that expensive, and it's mm-hmm. it is a fantastic port in for for all intents and purposes. Um, yeah, either that or if you can somehow get, I mean, go to a retro game store, get a Super Nintendo or a PlayStation 1, get Final Fantasy Chronicles that has it in it, um, if that's, or just get, you know, the I know it's, it's, only you know, pushback against Chronicles, dude, is the load times are horrendous. Are they really? They're I can't remember that being an issue. Bad. Like, it's, it's, really? it's for Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Um, and part of the problem and that that was part of the problem with I mean, it, it's it's basically uh, the DS cart is basically the PS1 version, but it's yeah. it's running at a much smoother clip. I mean, it's it's a solid. It's still a solid game. I'm just saying, like the load times are real bad. So, um, so it's but yeah. I mean, that's if that's the only way you can play, then then by all means play. That's the best way to play, though, man. That's the feel of the nostalgia. Uh, I I I personally really it's like DS nonsense. I really liked it on my 3DS. <laughs> Um, You're biased. I, so I it's am. Right. I am. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But uh, I guess on that note, uh, you know, and we we mentioned it before. If you haven't checked it out, man, uh, I really do. And and in in sort of getting ready for this episode, John listened to a few episodes of the Everything Is Alive podcast. Um, I really do recommend that podcast. That uh, you know, Josh and I have chuckled over it's awesome. it. Yeah. Um, Dude, uh, y- you know, uh, 
I'm trying to think like they, they're they're short, they're fun, and they're clean for the most part. So uh, I think mm-hmm. like the street lamp was one of my favorites. Um, like okay. I haven't listened. To that uh, she, That's a good one. I'll she's that. funny. She's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would uh, recommend that. Uh, I, like I said in the Facebook group, I'll post a picture of that 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 sort of table from my Sunday school class. But outside of that. Um, Sweet. you know, yeah, I don't really have anything else to, to add. Uh, I don't have any recos to sort of like tag on here. So why don't we wrap yep. this thing up? And I just, you know, for, for all the people who are good radio, I keep doing the wrap up thing with my finger. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, because I, I, yeah. we, we only do the best radio. Um, but, uh, <laughs> So, Josh, um, well, John, since you are a guest, uh, if you want people to find you, you don't have to say anything, but uh, where where can they find you sort of online on Twitter or Facebook or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I generally just peruse uh, TRG, the uh, Reformed Gamers group. I'm in that okay. group, um, you know, on, on Facebook. Uh, I try to stay off Twitter <laughs> just because Twitter is accessible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, if, you, if anyone needs to contact me, just look me up, John Marcus. So, yeah. And, and you and I are friends. So, you know, you can, if, if there are multiple John Marcuses, it's the one that's friends with me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think there really are, but yeah. Um, <laughs> mm, well, I guess that, that means, uh, the next question, Josh is, uh, where can they find us? Well, yeah, there's plenty of places. I mean, obviously, we have the Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club, um, where, you know, if you want to start a thread about Chrono Trigger, I'm sure there's more that we could say if you really want us to. Um, you can but, also find me there, know, too, by the way. <laughs> I awesome. should have mentioned that. I am in that group. Oh, boy. Shameless <laughs> plug. Sweet. Um, and then if, you know, if you want to tell us about your love for Chrono Cross or something like that, maybe you can change our minds. Not maybe, likely. I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> um, the hate is too strong. <laughs> <laughs> Let it flow through you. Uh, but you can also email us directly at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. Um, and then, of course, Nate and I have our own, you know, different social media accounts that you can catch us on um and then of course there are our gaming handles and stuff on psn and uh friend codes on switch and whatever um you know we're we're sporadically on playing different things so you can catch us there but you know facebook twitter uh, the gg app as well Mm. to to keep up on what we're playing um there's that i pretty much on all those different platforms i go by broccolope that's B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever, because I am either super boring and an old man, or I am super on brand. Take your pick. So, but Thank until you. next time, Josh, I think uh, as long as they keep beating down their backlogs, we'll keep breaking down the benefits for them. At least I think so. All right, people. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.